Hey everyone, Mia Paulus here with the Simplicity in Business and Life podcast. Today we're going to talk about marketing, specifically about funnels versus websites and kind of the evolution of where those play a part in the market now. Um, and so let's actually just keep the music and they'll get right in and talk about both of those. No, it doesn't have to be so hard. Okay, so marketing is one of my probably newest favorite things. My background's in accounting and finance, but over the last three years, I feel like I've been getting oh, almost like a full degree in marketing. I've just been reading a lot and researching a lot and trying new things and t- testing and tweaking. And, and while I don't necessarily love doing all the back-end work for marketing, I really enjoy just the concept behind it and really just being able to get our messaging out. And I know that's such a big struggle with a lot of entrepreneurs. You know, sometimes we have that mentality, if we build it, they will come. And believe me, I've had that mentality uh, back in the day when, you know, I, I would get a big office and had big leases and I was like, oh, you know, you get excited about the vision and then you expect everybody just to kind of start showing up and and the clients and you're just going to fill up the office and then now I'm grateful like we've been virtual now for five years and so it's been I love not having office rent like it's one of my best I don't know joys of how the the economy has evolved and how uh, business has evolved and how technology and everything is is happening and uh, and it's interesting I've been kind of reflecting over you know I've been in business now for 15 years and just seeing the progression of business and and entrepreneurship and it's I really feel like this last five years like things have stabilized a little bit like social social media you know you have different ones that come out um, you know community and 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 different uh, new social platforms but overall like the concepts are kind of the same behind it like we're not adjusting to uh, communicating and uh, socially with people and so same thing with a lot of technologies like our company deals with hundreds of CRMs and it's getting to the point where we literally just get to know software. We get to know form building, we get to know integrations and and it just becomes, it's just kind of stabilized. So now when people throw a new software at us, we're not like, oh no, we can't figure this out. It's just like, it's really, they're kind of built the same. A lot of the editors are built the same. And, and so it's really kind of cool from a perspective of, it's allowed, I know a model like mine where we do a lot of outsourcing services to kind of catch up where we're like, okay, now things have kind of stabilized. We're able to really start to deal, help with automations and systems and, and really integrating that whole customer experience. Uh, if you li- listen to a lot of my podcasts, you know, I talk a lot about that customer experience and how, how we, we need to really create a very seamless journey for our customers, no matter what size, whether you're a fortune 500 client or a startup, like that customer journey is so critical and so important. So really the unfortunate part for the smaller business is it puts almost the same amount of work on a small business with one person as it does on a, with a large Fortune 500 company that has multiple people and departments and teams. And so that's really kind of how our model kind of evolved as we realized we can be all those different departments and teams and realizing that different skill sets require different people. Okay, now I'm kind of circling this back around to funnels versus websites and which one do you want and what, what what's the definition of them? And uh, it's something that on my journey the last few years, I've really started to learn and kind of just listen and read and just kind of develop my own opinions about. Um, for instance, I follow Russell Brunson a lot and he literally created ClickFunnels, which is literally a sales funnel builder. Um, and so a funnel to me is like a very specific kind of journey you're walking that customer through. You know, you have your hook and then you have kind of the emotional kind of story and the emotional elements of, of you walking them through 
um, how you can really help them and solve their problem. And then you get to more of the logical reasons why. And then you have the different like offers. But when I think of a funnel, I think of you can actually walk people kind of through your value ladder. So all the different product offerings that you have and um, walking them through a journey sequentially. So they're not going to a website and feeling overwhelmed with where to click. You're directing them and then you're able to be very do very targeted ads and marketing because your web your your funnel is very tailored to the, the person that you're targeting. And so what's cool with that is then you can actually create pages after that. So upsell pages and different things that help cover your ad spend because you're you're now they've they were they've shown that they've been able to buy. So they're already in that kind of buying motion. And so they're willing to buy again on the next um, page. Not everybody, obviously, but the percentages kind of you can kind of guesstimate some of the percentages if your offers are really good and you're adding a lot of value. Um, and so funnels are really like an intriguing concept to me um, because like, you know, in the early days is they felt really salesy and 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 just like disingenuous, like didn't have the didn't feel authentic and like you're you were going to provide me the value and you're going to be like a real person on the other side kind of thing. And so I kind of just watched carefully and be like, does this help with the human experience? And uh, again, like our vision for our company is really to simplify the human experience through business. And so we always are, when every time we do marketing or anything, we're always putting it to the test of, is this going to help the, the human experience? And so same thing with funnels. I was like, okay, there's a, there, in the early days, they're kind of a, a bad, a bad report, bad rap with the, the, um, the sales funnels and what that did. But over time, people, I mean, there's still like people that do it wrong, but, but like we use a lot of, um, like it doesn't, it doesn't require a sales funnel to be beautiful or pretty, but I also feel like it needs to be clean and clear. So, so to me, like branding really helps to simplify messaging and make it more clear. So I, I'm a big proponent of making things look nice because I feel like it, it helps create a level of legitimacy and professionalism. And um, then if you just threw some words in a headline and and made it happen, so um, so that's kind of a sales funnel is is uh, really just those kind of those. I don't, I don't typically call them landing pages, but a lot of people are familiar with like landing pages. The way I've started to define a landing page is more of like a one page stop where you can download like a free ebook. Um, and so it's really just simple, basic website with copy. And a lot of times like HubSpot or WordPress or different stuff, you can just build landing pages behind it, but it doesn't have a lot of functionality to sequentially walk people through a process. So I, I personally actually call landing page kind of that one page thing where you have literally a little bit of copy and image and, and a download kind of thing. Like that's what I consider more of a, a landing page. And then what I call a sales funnel is more literally, literally walking them through the sales funnel process. So if you actually Google sales funnel, you're actually not going to read a lot about websites. You're actually going to read about actually true sales funnels and really just think about conceptually. That's what those funnels are showing you, but you can now do that act like actually physically through an actual funnel that you build with the builder, like click funnels. So, and there's, there's several different ones out there now, but that's kind of the main one we use. And so then, so then I was like, okay, I see that the point of funnels. So over the last few years, I've been like, I, I get it. And I see the value in that. And especially if it's done right and you're really serving people and giving value and, and making sure that they, um, you know, you're, you're enhancing the human experience. And so I was like, where do websites play? And anyway, I follow Russell Brunson a lot. And he was kind of like did a whole campaign around the website's dead. And it was really more of a marketing ploy. But I thought, you know, I don't know if the website's dead. And I 100% believe the website's not dead 
now as, as I've kind of watched and, and seen like this buying habits and behaviors. Because here's the thing is people will go to a landing page. So like we have a funnel where I said landing page, but I meant funnel. So we have a funnel where it literally goes from cold traffic directly to a an appointment booked and it's working because our, our messaging is resonating and we drive ad traffic to it. But the thing is, is people go there and then what do they do? They want to go to your website. They want to go to your blog. They want to Google you. They want to make sure you're legitimate and to find more information. And so like before in the olden days, you wouldn't even put like any header on a landing page because you want them to jump off the page. But now because you're just kind of realizing people do jump off pages and want to find more, you can direct them where to jump. So like on our landing page, we have a link to our blog or a link to our main page. Um, and so you can kind of realize that people want to make sure that you're legitimate and that you're just not another a sales scam or anything like that. So they're going to jump off. And so what I look at a website for, I mean, there's websites just focus on like SEO and getting people to Google you or things like that. Like my husband has an asphalt company and locally, like SEO is a big part of his business. And, uh, but for some keywords like this, so much competition, like I actually focus more on driving traffic to a, a, a funnel and then assuming that the website is where they go to really learn more about you. So I really focus the website on really like if you think about every question, any objection, anything that a customer has ever asked you before, that is what you need to cover in your website. You know, like how are you going to solve their problem? What are all the FAQs? You know, writing blog posts, and that's going to obviously help your legitimacy and get you noticed as well, If you know, through SEO, but also just to help customers educate themselves. So, so much of the buying process happens before customers even um, talk to a salesperson anymore. It used to be kind of like 20% happened in marketing and then 80% happened in the sales process. And now that's kind of been flipped where 80% happens before people even talk to anybody. They're researching you, they're Googling you, they want to find out all this information before they're even willing to talk to you. And so the 20% happens um, really in the, in that sales process. And that's really where the relationships and the nurturing happens. And so I really believe that they're both equally important, um, and they can work really well in tandem together. And so it, um, it can kind of feel overwhelming to like a startup or a new business. And so I always suggest like get your main page going and you can always create a very simple main page if you have to, where you can drive traffic, where they don't get confused on where to go. If you think about a lot of the, the new websites, they're very clean. They, they're more of a scrolling pattern with, with chunks and sections where back in the day, it wasn't that there was all these different components and, and you had to kind of like, you didn't know where to, your eyes should go. And so websites are a lot cleaner. So if you're just starting out and you're like, which one do I do first? Um, I think a website's a good place just because it helps you start dumping content and dumping information and like starting to write blogs, starting to write copies, starting to create videos and just posting it all on there. And it kind of becomes this, you know, a CMS kind of a content management system, so to speak, where you can start to glean that copy and say, okay, now let's create a funnel where I can, um, really drive my audience to. And websites don't have to be super expensive. Like I'm all for templates. Like back in the day, like it was the thing to create big custom websites. You spent $10,000. Like you can get a simple enough website done for a thousand, fifteen hundred dollars $1,500. And if you don't have that money, you can always get like a really do like a Wix site and make it look pretty decent. So I don't think like the fact that I say that's your first step, like doesn't have to be super expensive to do that. Um, but I really, really believe in both of them working together and really, um, realizing that it's, it's really 
it does so much of the work for you. Um, it's interesting. We've, I've been, uh, we grew so fast that I actually for two weeks, I'm now out of them now, but like for two weeks, I was literally doing like back to back lead calls, um, helping the team out. And it was crazy because I was just met with so many entrepreneurs and it was really cool to just see the patterns, but, but they, these leads literally came from a funnel that we'd built and it literally was cold traffic coming right into an appointment booked, which is kind of sometimes not, not every company can do that. But our our model is just so such in demand that we were able to go from cold to an appointment booked without really any nurturing other than what we showed in our landing page or our funnel. And so what's uh, what's really cool about that is that um, I was able to just... I realized how awesome funnels work in attracting your ideal customers because people are coming... Like I, I, one day I had like three people that were like, I was scrolling through Facebook or Instagram and then, and then I saw your ad and it just spoke to me. And I was literally just thinking how I needed somebody like that. And, and then there you were like, that is the, that's what, that's what these funnels are for. Is it's so directed to the audience you're trying to target your ideal customer that it does, uh, all of the, all of the screening for you. I mean, you obviously have something you have to screen after, but it's really cool to just see how that all works. So so that's really I wanted to just get you thinking differently about marketing because I've been again been doing a lot of these sales calls and it's had me thinking just we get some of these people coming in that like they don't care about the human experience and I can pretty quickly screen like not our ideal customers because they're really sold in that traditional sales model of just drill through the volume and not really see people as people behind there. Um, so you lose touch and that sensitivity to what their needs are. And everything I always, we always do in our organization, we're always want to never desensitize ourselves. It doesn't mean that we don't do cold calling. It doesn't mean we don't use bots or automation, but those things are always there to enhance the human experience. So it always, the more you can do to warm up the, the leads, the more you can do to, to, you know, give them that personal touch it helps so much. And so I think it's it's really easy to in marketing to get kind of just think about the numbers and think about mass and how can I get the cheapest bang for my buck. And uh, but you never want to do it at the expense of the human experience and becoming desensitized to people. So that's like my biggest kind of pet peeve is when I hear that kind of stuff, because it's I want to I don't want to um, lose that in humanity and, and in business. And so uh, I talk a lot about that. If you've been listening to my podcast, I talk a lot about the customer experience, employee experience, the par- strategic partner experience, and how all that kind of encompasses the human experience as a whole. And it's all of those pieces working together that enhances the business, enhances your your brand, and it makes people want to, to work with you and, and continue to work with you and then become an advocate for you where they're now talking to people about your business. And so it um, when I talk to business owners that are struggling, I can quickly realize probably why, you know, and it's because they've become desensitized to people and um, and they're just looking at money and numbers. And and while business is great, like we want to make profits, we want to make fu- money, it, like money follows those people that are genuine. And um, and it, it, uh, it just makes life so much better, so much easier and makes kind of the world go around. Everything starts to work in harmony when, when we all do things for the right reason. So, all right, that's all I have for you guys today. And I will uh, talk to you guys next week. All right, bye. No, it doesn't have to be so hard. Doesn't have to be so hard. Business and life made simple.